Welcome to episode 100 of Coffee with Mirko. I just uh, want to start by saying thank you. Uh, thank you to all the guests and thank you to all the people who have tuned in uh, in the past seven months. I just want to say a big thanks to all of you. Um, it's a uh, it's big, it's big achievement, uh, episode 100, and uh, it just couldn't have been done without all of you. So I'm going to send an invite to, uh, well, I'm sure you all know that it's James Hoffman, the guest of episode 100. So we'll um, send you an invite and uh, whenever he's able to tune in, we'll just uh, dive deep uh, with some pretty awesome questions, uh, I hope, and we'll read some of you as well. As we all know, he's uh, quite quite a busy man, so I'm not expecting him to be on the dot. Uh, he got, oh, here he is. He is on the dot. Morning. Good, good evening. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good evening. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Um, uh, hi. I don't know where to start aside from thank you for being here. Really appreciate it. It's a big, yeah, big, big honor. And uh, yeah, it's quite, it's quite surreal. But how are you? How's the family with the whole interesting year that we've done so far? You know. Uh, I'm all right. I have this low-level fatigue that everyone has, you know, like just the, the the mixture of the world continues while feeling like it doesn't. Um, but yeah, I'm all right. I'm not bad. I'm just going to... Sorry, I've got some coffee coming. Um, yeah, I can't complain. I'll go with that. Like, uh, I've seen enough. We've all seen enough to not, you know, it could be much worse. So I'm 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 all right. How about you? Good, and I just realized one thing. I mean, 2020 has been 2020, but um, I've actually kind of started a year by meeting you when you were down here in Melbourne, and I'm finishing 2020 with you on here. So we kind of spoke to each other twice within the year, so it's, it's not bad. I can't complain. Eh? That feels like a long time ago, being in Melbourne. <laughs> that that feels yes. like a long time ago. <laughs> and yeah, it's been within the same year. Um, I'm I'm good though. I think it's been uh, incredibly humbling. The possibility and the incredible privilege that I have by living in a you know city like Melbourne, and uh, I was able to you know still maintain myself. And uh, you know, there's definitely way people were way rougher than myself. So um, I've, it's been really good to be honest. And uh, obviously, other people had it way worse for sure. For sure. Um. To get the ball rolling, uh, coffee, why? <laughs> I think the, 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 the answer I usually give is pretty true one as well, though, is um, I worked out pretty early on that I would never be bored. Like, I would never, I would never feel finished in this industry. Um, and, and I feel like I tried working in other stuff like wine. And I know wine is huge and you could probably you know, live lifetimes in wine. I just didn't connect the same way. But coffee i realized that you know i have a bunch of different interests and 
in your life, your levels of interest and stuff ebb and flow, right? Like there's, there's times where, um, you know, you get little passion projects or kind of just areas of focus where you end up reading a ton. And, and, and I realized I could do that over and over again and still be very satisfied and still have this learning experience because there's so much, right? Like you can go down the rabbit hole of one very specific thing, like an aspect of roasting and you could spend years of your life if you wanted to focused on that uh, as much as you could spend years of your life focusing on like F1 varieties and experimenting with the kind of that sort of stuff, which, or even just learning about it, frankly, let alone doing the work. So yeah, for me, coffee was just wide and deep and um, I could imagine never being bored. And so far I haven't been. And we are glad that you found that uh, within this crazy world. Um, and, and I guess you sort of answered question number two, which is something that I always talk about, which is obviously out of coffee, you made a, an incredible career and uh, several businesses because you enjoy what you do. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, it's, it's incredible to see how you turned, like you said, the thing that you're passionate about into your livelihood because you don't want to get bored ever. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely, I definitely got close to, to doing the thing where you kill your passion by doing it for a living. Um, and I think that's something we don't really talk about enough culturally. You know, we're always like, you know, do the thing you love and you'll never work a day in your life, which is not very true. Um, so yeah, like I, I, I definitely, you know, I, I remember being very close to feeling like I just need to be done with coffee now. I need to go and do something else. Maybe I'll be drawn back to it later. Um, but I didn't, well, not, not really. Like, um, I think I just took a bit more time to learn about other things, but, um, yeah, like, uh, it, it, it's been interesting and I still feel like I have a lot left to do and that I want to do, which is kind of good. So, um, yeah. Did I answer the question or did I just answer hundred percent, hundred percent. If anything, he opens, uh, one more question, which is funny enough that the next one, I mean, consider what you just said what you know if you could what would be the advice that you would give to yourself when you just started oh yeah like work less um don't like the um yeah just ultimately work less like try and find more balance in your life between work and not work and i think um don't underestimate how useful raising a little bit more money would have been to, to making your life a little bit more enjoyable at the start of starting a business. Like, um, I'm all like it's square miles of bootstrap thing. Um, and that's good. And I'm, you know, uh, there's, there's benefits to that for sure. I just wished we'd scraped together a bit more cash before we started because it just starting on an absolute tiny budget, like really like shoestring budget, uh, sucked it really sucked and it just meant that you know you used the one resource you had which was your own labor excessively right like that's that's basically it like um so that that made me tired and unhappy and a little burnt out and all of those things so yeah like work less i like it i think i think there is like on your end where you were saying how it's a it's a funny thing this do what you love and you never feel like work because it's I mean, if you're a baker and you wake up at two o'clock in the morning to start work, then, you know, obviously it's starring and other things, obviously. Yeah. Uh, 
but I guess there's still relevance within, you know, doing something that you love rather than something that you hate. Uh, but yeah, working, there's this old concept that I gotta be, you know, uh, 13, 14, 16 hours. And there's so hustle culture, which is a funny, interesting one to me, because then it makes feel you uh, not good enough or lazy the days that you work only three hours, but isn't it better to work just a good solid couple of hours rather than scrambling around for 15? Yeah, I, you know, uh, you get to drift into sort of wider philosophies of like the purpose of work. Um, but yeah, like uh, I, I still work too much. I still, I still find that difficult to switch off. Um, but uh, you know, yeah, I I I feel like culturally it's just a mess right now, and like um, you know, certainly at Square Mile we have a pretty strong culture of go home. Uh, you know, when the day ends, like at five o'clock, go home. And if you really desperately want to stay and do something and mess around, sure. But you know, if you're going to stay and do anything, play some table tennis, like drink a beer, hang out, that's fine. But like. There's a lot of culture, especially around younger companies where you're expected to work excessively. You're expected to, you know, show your face, put in the time. And yeah, there are roles that require a little bit more than the nine to five. But yeah, I think culturally you end up with lots of places that expect you to work yourself to the bone to prove yourself. And I think that's super screwed up. Um, so I, you know, like I, I really hate that kind of culture and, and work very hard against that. I like finish the day, go home, do something else, be off, do not answer emails. Like I'm aware that I work at funny times because I have this kind of weird life. Um, but it, you know, the, I, I will be angry at someone for responding to my email out of hours. You know what I mean? I'm like, stop it. Do not, why are you looking at Slack at seven at night? Stop it. Like go and go and be doing something else. Um, anyway, sorry, I'm just drifting. No, around. no, it's good. That's why I love the schedule send email on Gmail. So then mm-hmm. if I'm typing at eight, I send it the day after at eight o'clock in the morning. So then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's uh, a good feature. Yeah. More and more of the world. Just, I, I think it was um, Volkswagen in Germany shut down their email servers between like, like um, five and nine, so to speak. So you can't pull your email off the server at that time. Cool. Um, you just can't. If you want to, you just can't. Your email doesn't function properly for most people. And I just like sleep. I like that. Um, I like that. Uh, yeah. And I also like the experimenting of Scandinavian countries around four-day week. Uh, that's yeah. something that we'll see more, I think, and it'll be interesting to see the development of it and see the bigger companies, what, the, what results they get out of it. Um, yeah. yeah. And my next question is very simple. Uh, when did you decide to give YouTube ago and how life changing that 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 became because it seems like you've been on YouTube forever, but it's been you know a few yeah, years. It's been like I think four years now. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of I felt like I was late to YouTube. Um, I felt like I I you know when I started making YouTube videos that I was like I'm too late really I'm too late but I'll I'll give it a go and um. Like uh, the people around me were just like, why aren't you making videos? You know, way, way, way back in the day, like in the first year or two of Square Mile, 
I used to make videos. Like I used to make little, like little, little kind of like daily videos. Sometimes I made like little brew guide videos that were weirdly successful, and I just didn't click. You know what I mean? Like I think, yeah. Um, and so yeah, twenty sixteen, I started making videos again. I started like um, I started by kind of ripping off what I was um, watching which was what everyone was watching back then, which was like the rise of Casey Neistat and the daily vlog. So like I, I started my, like my very early YouTube videos are like weekly vlogs, just because I wanted a container to fill. Like I wanted to understand how to make a video. And uh, uh, if I ripped off broadly, stylistically, like what's I understood to be good and I could watch it and be like, okay, I get why this works. Could I learn to make videos that way? And so at the end of that process, where I was like, okay, I don't really want to make this as, as, this isn't what I want to do. I don't want to make vlogs. That's not interesting to me. Um, but I feel like I've got a routine and a rhythm around editing, around shooting. I feel more comfortable being in public with a camera. And does anyone get, I think people eventually do get comfortable, but I don't. I still feel weird shooting. Um, and these days I usually have someone else with me shooting in public, which makes it less weird, but only like a little bit less weird. Um, and then, yeah, so I started then making just the kind of videos that I thought were interesting to make. And then last year, it definitely changed, 2019, where it, it, it got some traction. And, um, you know, like uh, it started to, um, to be financially worthwhile, ultimately. Uh, like up until that point, those two years would have cost me way more than I earned out of anything doing it. You know, and there's a point where like I enjoy this. I'm learning new skills. I'm developing. I can see myself developing because I, you know, I can go back and watch videos from six months ago and cringe at this, that, and the other, and go back two years and just want to die watching those. Uh, just curl up into a little ball. But you got to suck. You got to suck publicly. That's very important. Um, so yeah, like last year was a kind of like a gear change, and then you know this year, compounded by people staying at home, compounded by people at home. I think wanting to drink coffee in a different way than they had previously, um, then yeah, it kind of blew up this year in a big way as well. Um, but yeah, like I started the year with about 200,000 subscribers, which felt like, okay, this is a big deal now. This is the thing. And so, yeah, but this year to go, I think I'm at like six, 600 and something. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot of people. I try not to think about the fact. I try not to think about it. YouTube's scale is unimaginable. You, you know, like, um, I, 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 most days I pick up a thousand subscribers and, and that's, that's a lot. And if you imagine a thousand people, you don't often get to see a thousand people in a room, right? Nope. But if you imagine them, if you do, you know, you're like, oh, that's a lot of people. And that's every day they watch something and we're like, I'll follow along. I'll pick subscribe. And, and that's been every day for like, I don't know, three, four, five months now. You know, it just, it's mind bending to me, um, the scale of it. And I'm still small fry, you know, in YouTube. I'm sort of small, medium fry. Uh, I'm not tiny, tiny now. And I know that. Um, but yeah, YouTube, YouTube is, is like is huge. And I think people underestimate when you have an audience that big, you know, if 1% if, if of the population cares about coffee, that's an enormous number of people. You know what I mean? Like, that's great. Like that. And they're probably on YouTube. You know what I mean? That's where we do. Google owns information search. Amazon owns product search and, and kind of um, YouTube owns how to search. 
Do you know what I mean? Like if you want to fix something, learn something, do something, you know, if you want to work out how to put holes in a plasterboard wall to suspend something. It's true. The first place I'm going to go these days is YouTube because I can watch like a, like a very usable video and be like, okay, I understand what I need to do now. Um, did I answer the question? Again, yeah. I don't know this because I go no, that's good. Holes it's good. Holes. Okay. I think, well, I didn't want to write it as a question, but I have to say it just, this is just personal. I think that, I just got to say, man, like, I think you got such assets when it comes to, you're super well-spoken. I mean, English is not my first language, and yet I can appreciate the way you speak. Your voice, I think, is just soothing. In fact, I I, I think that you could definitely apply to, uh, you know, those meditation apps, and you could easily do guided meditation, and I'm sure I'm not the first one that tells you that. Um, and then, yeah, obviously, this, you're adding value, and I think... That's something you mentioned to me uh, when we met each other, where you say how, you know, you were kind of like, it was crazy to think that nobody really in, in coffee gave YouTube, a, you know, like, not nobody, but like very little amount of people give it, a, you know, like a good go, which is which is really interesting. And you're right. I don't think it, it is underestimated. And I think that it's never too late for the kids at the back to start anything. Where, because even, you know, picking 20 subscribers a day 20 people in your house is still overwhelming if you're hosting a party so but now like perhaps you and we're gonna touch base a little bit uh soon but i wanted to add a little segment uh in here um which i found on tiktok which is quite uh trendy at the moment which is like overrated underrated i just gonna be like i'm gonna shoot you a word it's coffee related and it's just gonna be a word um blooming uh rated Good. Dalgona. <laughs> Overrated. Stirring espresso. Underrated. Decaf. Underrated. Mm -hmm. Robert Baristas. Overrated. Uh, YouTube. Underrated. Freezing coffee. Underrated. And then we are last three, water temperature. Both. Uh, <laughs> overrated. Uh, automated tamping. Underrated. Brewing recipes. Overrated. Thank you. I think because I, I wanted to come compile a whole bunch of things and get just a, a snap of your thoughts because I think a lot of people would like this and uh, I gotta say the other asset like everybody's writing is obviously your hairstyle and uh, everybody's asking your hair product and uh, <laughs> I can't get past that I read air at least 17 times yeah. um, so YouTube is great it's, it's massive uh, and people just think it's easy, but like how much work goes into a single video? And is there a team behind you now that you're, like you said, since 2019, you've been gone a little bit more harder? I think um, <clears throat> I came to YouTube having been through the experience of building um, what was at the time like a, a pretty good coffee blog, right? So I had gym7.com where I used to write a lot it will come back. It's sort of archived at the moment and kind of a mess, but it will come back in some form. And that took me years, right? Like that took, took me years of writing every week something. And, um, 
and and it just took time it just takes time and um you know all around you we had people in coffee would start a coffee blog with fire and enthusiasm and um and then they would just sort of stop and 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 consistency is a dangerous word right because i don't want to you know the idea of 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 i have to make this thing for my thing is an unpleasant feeling right having to write a blog post for the blog i've definitely been through that back in the day and i've definitely been through that with videos where i'm like oh god i've got to make a video i don't want to make this thing but if you like making the thing if you want the end goal of reaching a wider audience it just takes time yeah sure occasionally people blow up but but if you if you build you know, I, I think about like musicians who built audiences over time, like it takes time, you grind it out, you tour, you work and you build an audience that lasts. If you if you blow up, the chances of lasting are much lower. And you see that all the time with kind of manufactured pop stars who are huge for like a year and then disappear again, because they never really built the, the base. So, you know, for YouTube, I knew it was going to take time, it was going to take time to learn to be good at it. And the idea that the idea that you should be good at anything after even three or four years of doing it all the time is ridiculous. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, if you're if you're entering a, an arena of say making films, for the want of a better word, there are people who've been doing their whole lives in a pure and dedicated way, and they represent what is actually good. You know, if you think about, I've been doing this part time for three or four years. Why on earth should I expect to be good? That doesn't mean I can't make something enjoyable. I can't make something of value. But, but to be frustrated that I'm not good is a ridiculous thing in some way, right? Like that's, you know. So yeah, I kind of came into this with an attitude of it's just gonna take time. I'm gonna keep making, I'm gonna keep making, I'm gonna keep making, I'm gonna keep making. I'll get better and I can enjoy that. Um, and I think people, you know, underrate or, or underestimate the amount of time to grind stuff out. Like um, I've done, just throw this back on you for a second. Like. Um, I've done almost no Instagram live things this year, right? Because the, the the pandemic hit and everyone was just like, hey, will you do my Instagram live? And I was like, no, because I just don't have time. I've got stuff to do. I, I just can't do it. And so I had this blanket policy of um, of just no, right? But, but 100 is a milestone of your work, right? Like that is... That is showing up again and 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 again. And I respect that, right? And I think that that is worth celebrating. And so, you know, I broke the rule for this one because 100 is a big deal. I'm very honored to be number 100. That is, that is very kind of you. But I also just want to say well done on getting to 100. Most people don't get past 10. So 100 is awesome. Um, so well done. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> you know, I, I, I hope you I hope you have some it's hard to be satisfied and proud of things sometimes, but I hope you have a little bit of satisfaction that you got to a hundred and almost nobody does. Almost nobody gets this far because it's hard. Um so you know, anyway, respect um for you on that one. Um to go all the way back to answering your question, I now have some help um with YouTube stuff. Um and that will be something <clears throat> that I will that I will I will probably do more of or get more help with because I can't spend as much time doing this as I do without starting to lose my my uh, self in it a little bit. You know what I mean? My my sense of autonomy. Um, so yeah, like uh, right now, there's just really just two of us that work on this. Uh, Michael's not here right now. I'm in the studio, but he helps shoot and he helps edit, and we'll sort of you know. Um, I have used editors in the past, but I, and I intend to use more. 
uh, I'd like to in the future have someone who's more dedicated to sort of shooting and helping make stuff look good. Um, and ultimately, I now understand what a producer does in, in making stuff happen. Um, I have a management team who help with a ton of stuff and they're great, but you know, they're, they're sort of separate and remote, but that's it. I mean, YouTube's still mostly me and Michael who shoot just about everything. Um, so yeah, that's YouTube. Yeah, and that's still impressively big work. Like, honestly, <laughs> it's, and, and to add to that, I think what you were saying earlier on, I think that a lot of people overthink it uh, in the sense that ultimately it's the market that decides what's good or what's not good. Like, you know, as long as you enjoy the process of shooting, of course there is improvement, but it's like making a cup of coffee uh, for, you know, let's go smaller for your family. And if they will enjoy it, then yeah, you did a good job. So sometimes we tend to be hard on ourselves based on uh, how many views, how many likes, how many shares, uh, one star review for your coffee shop or whatever it is. But then, well, you just got to listen to the broader uh, market, as you say. That's the only one that has the power, really. It sounds cool, but the market is decides what's, I guess, good, trendy, or, you know. Yeah, but I also think there's no singular market. You know what I mean? If you think <laughs> about it in this particular way, then you've got to understand that there are many markets and maybe you have to find yours. And yeah, you can find yours and still not fit and, and iterate that way. But I think it, it is, that's the, the lesson from YouTube is that, you know, we had, I feel like the coffee industry talked and thought as a whole about our audience in one particular way. And that's not, that's not the way it is. There are, there's, there's a bigger market than we thought. And there are also more distinct separate, you know, there are hundreds of thousands of people who are willing to, interested in watching really weird coffee stuff. You know what I mean? And there's millions who don't care, billions who don't care, but there are hundreds of thousands of people who are genuinely interested in some weird stuff. And that's cool. That's amazing. Um, and, and that's a huge opportunity. I think the, the biggest proof of that is, uh, I think it's TikTok. I, I've seen, I've been, oh yeah, it's part of my job because of, of my business to be on, you know, understanding the platforms. Uh, it's crazy. Like this, anything. Uh, what I like about it is the diversity even to give the voices to the, the minorities. Um, I've seen these amazing, I've got so many examples of people with certain, uh, I guess they were not as lucky as, you know, I was uh, with, with their bodies or with, you know, because they had unfortunate situations and, and yet they get a lot of love and uh, I like that, that diversity. Like you said, this, I've seen any video there. It's, it's crazy. Uh, I'll be out of control. Um, Speaking of platforms, hypothetically, what, what would you be doing if YouTube didn't exist? Which it sounds quite crazy because. I mean, now TikTok, inevitably. Um, in, like, I don't know. I had a difficult relationship with Instagram um, as a platform. And I, Facebook is a way, just like a giant no. Um, but that's uh, <laughs> no, not, I don't, I'm just not hanging out there. Um, I, if YouTube didn't exist, that's a good question. I, I think outside of TikTok, you know, TikTok's interesting. It's TikTok's totally different though, to me, if we're gonna talk about this, we're gonna talk about this. Um, we can, TikTok, sure. TikTok is like, uh, okay. From an attention perspective, 
nothing comes close to YouTube, right? So like on average, um, I think the average watch time on my videos is between, it sort of rolls around between six and seven minutes, right? Um, per video on average, right? Like that, and that's an enormous amount of attention, Huge. right? And there's nothing comes close. I made a video back when I was still writing blog posts about like uh, reusable cups and I made a blog post about it and I made a video about it. And this was when the channel was much smaller and the blog post, you know, did X thousand views, but the average time on site was like 90 seconds to read the post. Um, and so that times 5,000, whatever. And then I had a video that did like 10,000 views, but people spent six, seven minutes there, right? Like the, the difference in attention was enormous and therefore the difference in engagement and, and the opportunity for learning and communication and all this sort of stuff was totally different. So YouTube is, is that thing. Um, TikTok is not. TikTok is, TikTok is, you know, what was the stat? The average, the average time on, like the average time a team spends watching YouTube is about the same as the time they spend watching TikTok. And they'll watch something like 19, I think it's like 19 YouTube videos in that time on average. And they'll watch 200 and something TikToks in that same time, right? So, so you, your division of attention is totally different. But it also means for TikTok, you've got this fire hose of views, right? Like um, there's just 10 times more views available, which means that you can shower them across a much broader range of creators. And so it's a much more satisfying place for a lot of people to make stuff on because you'll just get higher engagement because there's just 10 times more potential views per minute than there would be on YouTube for a similar size audience, right? Um, so yeah, TikTok is, is, is a place to do different things. And a, but you know, TikTok doesn't want you really ultimately, like, like if, you, if you think about the mechanics of the app, the whole subscribe thing is irrelevant. TikTok just wants to show you new stuff, right? Like that's, that's the experience. And you have to be a little bit into this, be like, oh yeah, I have this other, I have this other panel of like people I actually follow. I'm just on my for you page forever. Um, you know, the, the, the goals of those things are totally, totally different. Um, and, you know, yeah, TikTok is just weird and fantastic and interesting. I, I just haven't worked out how to be valuable there in a way. I think, um, yeah, I, I agree. I think I was, I was finding interesting some of the comments. I think that's how a lot of people felt about Instagram all the years ago they were like no nah, no way i'm already on facebook that's enough on, on a personal level and then i guess a lot of them migrated as well um and i think it's just another platform what what i appreciate of them is the understanding of hey the instagram most watched feature are stories short sweet they can consume as many as they can while sitting in the toilet yeah. literally you know, well, let's create something around that to give a voice to musician to start it, which was like Instagram, let's give a voice to photographers. And then all of a sudden, all of that got mixed up into a gigantic, stupidly humongous platform. And then I think uh, all the no-no's that I read, I think it's, it's, it's because they imagine it's just Charlie D'Amelio dancing. Uh, right. But once the algorithm picks up quite quickly what you like, I mean, uh, my partner does arts and like drawing and all this stuff. And her for you page is just a lot of amazing artists. And it's beautiful to see all this community doing all sorts of things from embroidery to, 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 to drawing. And I think it's, it's, it's good. And as long as you add value, you don't need to dance. I mean, but yeah, I mean, if you ever go on, I'm sure I'll find you on my for 
on my page, uh, for, for my page. And I think you answered the question of what you love the most about YouTube. Uh, now I've got the out-of-the-box question, which I've asked all the other 99. If you could, who would you like to have dinner with? It's a good question. Um, just one person? Look, it's episode 100. I can give you three. No, no, no. I mean, like, three is probably harder. I could just let me, let me, let me have a look. Let's go to one one, then. Let me have a think about one. Uh, let my brain chew for a little bit. Ask me another question, because because I don't have a good answer for you. Um, um, the next question is is a good question, so we'll we'll definitely use the brain. Um, as a creator, how do you deal with hate and negativity? Um, that's a good question. Um. A couple ways. Um, firstly, like um, the rational part of my brain, right? Which is the, which is the, the the bit that doesn't do as well. But the the rational part of my brain has to sort of think: How bad has your day been for this to be the outcome of this? Right? If like if 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 your way to feel better is to just be mean to people online anonymously you like i that sucks for you like that's that's sad and i um so you know whether that's weird or not i i i'm just like dude like that that sucks for you like i'm sorry like that you just had to let let her out like that and um so i i harbor no ill will most of the time i mean there's people who are just being gross and whatever else and you're just like yeah bye bye um but uh the ones that get you are the ones, and the, the, this is the problem with getting a, uh, like an audience of this size now, or videos that have a, a big enough audience. With anything you make, you'll have this fear about its flaws, right? And 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 um, so I don't really care if people pick on how I look. I don't really care because I'm stuck with this. No, it is what it is. Who, you know what I mean? Like you're just being mean to feel better. That's irrelevant. It's when they pick on the video, and they hit exactly my fear about the flaws of the video. Those are the ones I hate. Those are the ones where I'm like, damn it. Um, you know, like we all suffer imposter syndrome. If you do these things and, and people say nice things about them, you're like, well, I just, I, you know, I'm doing my best, but it's not flawless here. Um, so the, yeah, the ones that hurt are the ones that um, are accurate around my fears. But yeah, like in t if people are like, you've got a stupid face or you are, you don't like the way you look, or I don't like your hair, or I don't like your glasses, or I don't like your jumper. So, like, I don't, you know, I do. So, you know, tough. Um, but if you're like, this is bad because X, Y, Z, or, you know, this sucks because this, you're like, oh, I agree. You know, deep down, part of me does. I mean, like, I hate that. Um, and the, the other answer is, honestly, like, I tend to read my comments uh, for the first hour after a video goes up. I'll tend generally be in the comments and just respond to people and have a little chat. But, you know, this year, certainly, the, the the volume of comments very quickly exceeds what I can look at or read. And so then I tend to just use YouTube's features where after a day or so I'll come back in and I'll look at the comments ranked by the audience. I'll interact a little bit more with them there. But but as for like reading everything, no, no. And YouTube, I, I don't even go and look at like the stuff YouTube has um, auto moderated anymore i used to go through and pick through and unpick stuff that was you know actually okay but youtube thought was bad or whatever else there's too it's too much it's too much now like um 
if every video has at least a thousand comments on it, I just can't interact with that. And early on, it's great to interact. And I do like interacting with an audience that way. Um, but, you know, generally the first, you know, the first hour is people who want to see the video, who are, who are just, you know, interested in hanging out and talking about it. I still don't understand what people get out of commenting first, first, like I don't get first culture. And, and it's wild. It's wild. The first five comments on every video of mine are just like first. And you're like, but four of you aren't. Like, I don't it, get first culture. I don't get it. I don't, I do not. TikTok exploded that culture. Like it's, it's, it, 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 I don't know why, but it's, uh, yeah, I get it. Yeah. So yeah, so, solid work, Mark, on the uh, first there. Thank you. Oh uh, no, you see, beaten, beaten to the first. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, right. Uh, so, and yeah, we know this. You're chasing the first, and you're not going to get there. So um, yeah, that's that's the haters. Like I try not to think about it too much. I try not to engage with it very much. It's a giant sea of opinion. Um, you know, certain stuff comes up again and again and again, and that's okay. I just it is what it is. I look like I look. This is my face. Um, it is what it is. Yeah. No, thank you. Um, I'll ask another question before you get onto the dinner guest. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I guess this is a bit easier or maybe harder. Uh, what's one of your favorite videos that you shot? Um, probably one of my favorite videos is, uh, it's called What No One Tells You About Learning to Taste, um, which isn't particularly uh, about coffee necessarily actually at all. It's kind of more about how to enjoy things um, and how to take pleasure from life. And it's one where it doesn't have a ton of views. I mean, it's got a lot of views by any you know, sensible scale, um, but it, it doesn't have like a crazy amount of views. Um, but people who watch it, I think it just connects with people. And I like that, like um, it's about going down the rabbit hole and getting obsessed and essentially by loving coffee and getting deeply really into coffee, you can absolutely stop enjoying it. Right. And all you see is the flaws and all you see is the downsides. And it's, it's just about like, that's a journey you'll go into with, if you learn about wine, if you get interested in wine or whiskey or anything, at some point it's very easy to get into a corner where every, all you see is flaws and everything could be better. And there's actually not that much pleasure in anything. That's pretty true of music and, you know, like that kind of stuff. If, if all you can hear in a piece of music are the errors in production to your ears, you just totally missed the point of music. Uh, but I can understand how that happens. Um, so that, that's probably my favorite video. Um, just from a, it's not really about coffee. And I, that, that, I, I like that bit about it. And um, it just connects with people and I'm proud of it. I think it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a good little video. So, yeah. That's it, that's good. Um, yeah i like I'm it the dinner guest now aren't you and i've done <laughs> i've done very little to make headway in this and i'm trying to think like um of all the people what, I've been what, what i like what i like about this question is that well it's a bit selfish but is that at some stage today throughout the day it will hit you and like ah actually yeah always yeah. this person and then you think about me for one second and you know uh, that's that's I like that. That's a, a part time like bomb in my brain. Thank you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just going to be like a little moment of outrage at about four in the afternoon. I'll be like, oh, there it is. Um, 
I'm sure I think who I was kind of generally obsessed with and who was quite formative to, to, um, to me. I still would like to have, and he's, he's alive, so that probably makes it easier, not, not impossible. Um, I think Harold McGee was, was uh, he wrote a book called um, On Food and Cooking, and he was sort of the first person to really popularize understanding food through science. He's not the first food scientist, but he, 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 um, he was the first to, to, to be like, let's understand why an egg cooks the way it cooks. And if you understand that, then can you cook a better egg? That's, that's, the, the, that's that. And I think he was hugely influential on just about everyone who tried to understand cooking better. And that's, you know, I read that, I got that in like 2003, and it was a, sh a sort of gear change in the way that I thought about what I did. And, and I, I don't know if my career would have been the same without that book in it. And he's a super interesting dude as well. And it would just be interesting to eat a meal with him. Um, I did meet him once. So this is less interesting. I'm going to, I'll, I'll find you another guest in a minute. Uh, he came, when we had a, we had a pop-up uh, in 2010 called Penny University. That was this weird experience thing. And he came in, he was in London and someone sent him in and I sat and talked to him for like a couple of hours. And he ended up writing about it for the New York Times in a piece about whiskey that was very confusing. Um, but just like super interesting dude and just, yeah, I don't know. I think someone who was trans, you know, definitely shifted my career through his work. Um, let's go to someone who's not alive though, because that would be more interesting. Um, I'll come back to another. Let's do some That's questions. Good. We'll come back. I get you. I get you the other questions. Um, you kind of summed it up before, but you know, you went from two fifty, I think, uh, two hundred fifty thousand followers. I think it was just in April this year just over 600,000, just a matter of a few months. Mm -hmm. Do you have any ideas for the 1 million subscriber video? <laughs> uh, do you know, the truth of it is, and this was true at 100,000, this was true at 50,000, this was true at 250,000. Um, milestones are incredibly empty feeling for me um it's an extremely arbitrary number and um and i remember hitting half a million and being like oh okay i mean I, like it would be nice to hit a million because a million is an absurd number um but as for the video to celebrate it i don't know i i, I don't know I, I would hope to have gotten the aeropress video out before then uh <coughs> as the the angry part of my audience is like, make the AeroPress video. And I'm like, okay, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> the, you know, I, I got a, a, little, a little toy in this week that is going to be huge for that um, video, but I'm not going to talk about that now. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they're worth celebrating because they don't matter ultimately, right? And we have this culture that tells you to chase these metrics and they're so empty. Um, couldn't agree more. Uh, I just want to hear hear from you. Uh, it's it's always a very YouTube, uh, as right. in I think I think it's very YouTube about you know uh, the, the the milestones with the you know the little thing at the back that everybody has when they get the right. turn, uh which you have one. Uh, Where is it? Where is it? 
Yeah, I have it. I just don't, uh, I don't so, get it up anywhere because it's a bit. So I, I guess it, it belongs in the YouTube realm. Uh, right. but, but I get it. I, I mean, we spoke about it earlier. I think, uh, you know, even if you have a hundred followers, but they care about what you say and your message, it's to a lot of people, really, at scale. If you had them all in your household, that wouldn't fit my tiny apartment, that's for sure. Uh, speaking of videos, are you allowed, and if you're not, it's okay to share one of your famous coffee prediction for 2021. This would be cheeky, curveball. <laughs> or maybe one prediction that is not gonna make it into the video. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I'm so glad I ended up not doing a video. I, I did a 2019 prediction and then I did a little summary of it in 2020 and I never got round to doing a 2020 prediction 2020. video. Well, I'm very glad, right? Because this has been <laughs> very a very predictable year for a long time. Um, look, uh, you know, there, there is um, all of the easy predictions are the, the bad ones, which is, you know, for, for, for many countries, coffee businesses, the first half of next year is going to really suck and we're going to lose loads of great businesses again. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pleased by the fact that we haven't lost more. But, but, you know, looking at numbers in the US, looking at numbers in Europe, I just don't see it, you know, I don't see us coming out unscathed. The UK in particular will have a double dip, you know, we get Brexit and then we get, you know, vaccines or whatever to one side. We've, we've yeah, there's just, it's going to be bad. Um, in terms of a nice prediction, let's try to think of a nice prediction. I think, um, I, I think we're going to start to see the impact of it. Like we, this year has changed the way people drink coffee because they, you know what I mean? Like, um, and, and it's trying to work out what that will mean. Like there have been more espresso machines sold than ever before for people's homes. There've been more grinders sold than ever before. Like, like a substantial chunk of the population got used to good coffee in coffee shops and then was like, ah, oh, but I still want it. I still want it. I value it enough. And that's really interesting. And so, you know, I think it's going to be a tougher year for um, chain coffee businesses who don't really have a proposition outside of convenience and they'll do okay. But I think a lot of people are like, well, it's actually pretty convenient to make a coffee before I leave the house now. So I'm not going to pick one up at the train station. I'm not going to pick one up outside the office. You know what I mean? I'm just going to make something because I can. And then if I go out for coffee, it'll be a good one. You know what I mean? Because... I, you know, I can do convenience in my house now, right? Like, uh, and I think that's that's a really interesting shift. It's not so huge as to change culture, you know what I mean? But I think a substantial amount of population can quickly and easily get up in the morning and put into a thermos a delicious cup of coffee and take it to work and will do. And, and I will, you know, like, um, you know, I, I think it's, it's definitely one where a lot of... Um, bigger coffee sorry a lot of coffee shops right now will be looking at how do i survive in the next um you know uh year and the answer is not cut costs the answer is not you know what i mean like squeeze you know that sort of way down you need to offer a more viable alternative and you know i do think that for a lot of people they've learnt the value of making coffee well right like not having a barista have make your make your cappuccino and you having to do it yourself uh 
that's made you appreciate the barista again. We're like, oh, it, it is nice to pay someone to do this for me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I miss that. And, you know, certainly, you know, in London, you know, the only place I can see, neighborhood cafes are as busy as ever because people value that experience and people value the work done by baristas. Again, I think that, that it's, it's really the, that, that kind of area of, oh, I'll just pick up a coffee on my way to work. I'll just pick up my coffee somewhere like that. They kind of just just need caffeine moment, but I think when people want good coffee, they will expect cafes to do that, but they will have higher expectations than they did before because they can make pretty good coffee at home now. So you better make great coffee in a great environment and be nice to them. Um, then I think you're okay. Is that I was hoping that you were going the direction because that's exactly what uh, you know. I think in one word is appreciation and I think appreciation extends to having a roof, running water, electricity and you know obviously essentials and in the coffee case I think the appreciation of uh, you know what damn it's harder than I thought making coffee at home and now I'm learning watching videos or watching uh, reading blogs about it and it's like well I'm learning more and more and I appreciate more the work goes behind it right. and Quality. I'm hoping that that will shine as well in terms of maybe now the local, maybe more mainstream shop that I used to go every day, once I get back into the CBD zone, whatever, it might not taste as good as I thought it was. And then I might choose a different uh, business that focuses on different kind of what. So, yeah, that you answered spot on the question. Um, someone told me that the Instagram live has been extended for about an hour, but I don't want to take more than an hour of your time. So it's been super, I, you got no idea how much I appreciate this. I'll, I'll put it in words via message because I don't want to waste precious seconds. I, I just um, want to ask you uh, probably the biggest question. Um, today you decide you retire from all platforms. You're sick of it. I can't hear you now, but I can, I can hear you now. That's okay. Okay. Um, Let's say that today you say, stuff it, I retire, I'm gonna go offline, sick of social media. What would you like to leave behind as a statement message? Or I guess we'll combine it with your coffee vision, mission, or live, whatever. It's a good question. Um, sorry, someone's sending me random texts. Uh, it's okay. Um, I would like to leave a, uh, I don't really believe in legacy, right? Like I don't really believe uh, in it. It's so fleeting. No one has a meaningful legacy. Uh, you know, I'd like to leave the world in a better place than I found it. Um, but um, yeah, I, I, I'm happy enough where if people appreciate coffee a little bit more, if people enjoy coffee a little bit more, that's, that's kind of it, that's the purpose. And I'm pleased by um, that, you know what I mean? Like, um, I, I, you know, that's been a satisfying part of this journey so far when people message me that, you know, um, and they say, you know, that you've changed my appreciation for coffee. I enjoy it. You've sent me down the rabbit hole, whatever it's going to be like that. That's enough for me. Um, and, you know, the I'm aware that YouTube doesn't have an end in that regard. Like, there's not a point where I'm like, now that I've, you know, now that I've, made x million people or whatever it is there's no again the numbers don't really matter so the work doesn't really have a beginning or an end 
So at some point I will stop. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. It's a difficult question. It's a That's difficult okay. And I don't necessarily have a good answer to it. Like I, I'm aware I'm doing work that doesn't really have an end and that's okay. That's most work in some ways. Um, but, but I'm also aware that like um, there won't be a point of satisfaction f from it. Um, yeah, would you say you've completed coffee? Uh, that's it, right? You never get to, you never get to feel like you've completed coffee. Uh, that was a good comment. I like that. Um, that's it, yeah. Yeah, but uh, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, in all of these things, there is inevitably progression and I'll stop doing it at some point because I can't make YouTube videos for the next decade. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 if I think about that too much, it'll probably break my head. And I'll, I'll, That's okay. Uh, we, don't, we don't want that. And I think there's another lovely comment about the fact that you might not believe in legacy, but it definitely helped to spread the love about coffee, ethical consumption, rather than just blind impulse buy. And we appreciate you for that and many more things. And uh, I think how humble you are. I mean, uh, it's just incredible to, to hear you and having you here. And uh, I thank you for that. And lastly, very selfish question, because I don't believe that, you know, it's a, like, if you were you know, on my seat, what question should I ask you? <laughs> Great question. I, um... That's a good question. I don't know. I'm the worst at like, you know. Uh, you've got some great questions today, uh, but they're very difficult questions. But I like, uh, that's a that's good okay. question. Um, <laughs> what would I ask me? What would I ask me? Uh, do you know, I, I would ask more more questions about failure. I would ask more questions about the uglier stuff um, because I don't think, I don't think it's right that we always sort of, you know, success is, success is not a very good way to learn from other people. I think, I think mistakes are much better ways to learn from other people. Um, so th that would be, I would dig into some, you know, I'm not, we don't necessarily have time now, sadly, but no, uh, I think mistakes, failures are, are interesting and worth learning about. Um, because not making someone else's mistakes is a great way to learn. Um, trying to replicate someone's success usually requires rolling the same dice that they did, and that's hard to do. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think it's, it's like, talk about your failures, talk about your mistakes. And it really connects with the earlier start of the conversation, and I, I love what you said. It's, uh, I remember a conversation I was doing, uh, when it comes to personal branding and uh, I don't do social media work for other industries than hospitality, just as a principle, because I don't understand it. I don't know the lingo. And that's one of the pillars of, of, of my business. Uh, but then I still help people because I, I feel if someone sends an inquiry, I always say, hey, look, let's jump on the phone or a free, you know, WhatsApp video call, whatever. And I was talking to a personal trainer and I said, listen, like you got to, and he said to me, but I can't do a front lever yet, which is a fancy thing if you do calisthenics. And I said, perfect because everyone not just in the fitness world it's just they all show the finished product but that's confronting for people that's intimidating for people because that's not the real reality the struggles behind it so you should be documenting the process of you learning that from Libra 
Because anyway, you've already been able to do so many more things that others can't, and you can teach and show how, like you said, the vulnerability of things is actually quite beautiful. But yeah, I appreciate what you just said. I think, I think that we need to be more comfortable around it, for sure. James, uh, it's been uh, uh, absolutely more than enjoyable, humbling. Uh, our, yeah, 57 minutes. And I really want to just say thank you for being here, to come here. And uh, I just hope to get you back in Melbourne <laughs> soon. We'll get <laughs> uh, and congratulations again on hitting 100. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of showing up every day. So uh, thank you for letting me be a part of that. And congratulations to you. Thank you. I really appreciate you. And uh, well, you have an amazing start of the day because it's morning over there. I'm sure you got busy and uh, we'll all look forward to your next videos. And again, thanks, man. No worries. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye for now. Um, I just, yeah, um, I, I, I'm, I'm quite lost for words. Uh, like I said at the beginning, I met, I met James briefly at a, a small event here in Melbourne at the start of 2020, and uh, I'm finishing 2020 by talking to him here. So I just want to say thanks to him, but also thanks to every single guest that came and had a chat with me live on Instagram that produced 99 episodes. Uh, everyone has a story and everyone has to share amazing insights. And I'm just filled with gratitude towards everyone. Um, the 12, 15, 22 people watching, listening, uh, people listening to the podcast on Spotify, uh, the 77 subscribers on YouTube. It doesn't matter the numbers, it's just overwhelmingly humbling experience to have had been able to share this with a few people and I just want to say thank you to all of you I've seen lots of familiar uh, people also a new one um, your support has just been incredible there's been people that have watched every single episode and uh, yeah I uh, just want to say thank you thank you to James again I know how busy he is and uh, it was uh, yeah um, I wish I had a better closing line. Uh, all I can say is this is just a start. I haven't even started yet. That's what I've been saying to a few of my friends. Um, this is the end of season one uh, because I'm working on a second project on top of my business. Uh, after COVID, business has been going a little bit crazy, so I'm busy. Season two will have a very different format and I'm very excited about it and it will be in the new year. Um, if you're new, feel free to share, reshare this story, this live. I'm not sure. This episode, if you just tune in, will be available on our Spotify. And our time is running out. So I will say thank you again. Take good care. I will love and leave you. And thank you again.